Good afternoon or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting show of the Modern Conservative Podcast. And it's Friday. The weekend is here. I usually would say Bill 30, but I don't drink. So I just thank God for another fantastic weekend about to set forth. Tonight, I have a couple friends of mine. I have Reese Snow here on my left, and I have Daryl Wims on my right. They are straight conservatives. They're both uh, friends of mine, really good friends of mine. I decided to have a conversation. I just want to have a conversation with some brothers that are conservatives, and, uh, and, this, and they're men, and why men are important in the fight that we believe in and what we're doing in this country today. Daryl, good to have you. Thank you. Reese, good to have you. Thank you. Reese is a little shy right now, though he's big as hell, the big dude. And I'm not going to piss him off, so I'm glad he's a conservative because of the Republican. And the Democrat, oh, I might be in trouble. <laughs> but so, Daryl, tell us about yourself. Uh, as Jonathan mentioned, I'm Daryl Williams. I'm originally from Arkansas, eastern Arkansas. Grew up along the banks of the Mighty Muddy, uh, the Mississippi, that is what we call it. Or Old Man River, as some people really call it. Um, I've been out here in Utah for over 30 years now. And uh, you know, I've really grown to love the area. Go back to visit my home state of Arkansas occasionally. Visit mm -hmm. other family members that are scattered all over the eastern part of the country. And, uh, you know, I absolutely love it here. And uh, I'm grateful for this opportunity to be able to talk about things that really matter. Uh, because I love this country. I come from a, a family of long, long line of military servicemen mm -hmm. and women. And uh, the oath that I took at the age of 18 uh, still means as much to me as I did as it did then as it does now. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I see things that are transpiring in the country that I, I can no longer remain silent about. I have right. to have my voice. I have to add my voice to the conversation so that, you know, uh, I'm doing my part mm -hmm. of honoring uh, my oath. Mm-hmm. Reese, and you? Um, Native-born Utahn. Uh, grew up in West Jordan. Um, yeah, like, let's see, where to begin? Uh, just my, my dad's side of the family. Both my mom. Well, my mom, growing up, she kind of, I think, was more that instilled into me to be more active because mm -hmm. like, growing up, she I can't tell you how many times she took me to the Capitol when their, you know, Senate thing was going on. And, mm -hmm. and my, you know... She was always involved. She'd always call her senators. She'd always call her congressmen. And, and uh, then, like with my dad, and there's some military men there. Um, my grandfather was in the military, but he never made it to war, like World War II, and his his brothers and stuff. So mm -hmm. there's a lot, and I love this country. And and uh, yeah, my I think my late twenties, early thirties, I started realizing. That I just needed to be more involved and, you know, do some stuff. And I didn't know how. And I'm learning with this man here. And that's your brother, right? You yeah, guys go by brother, brothers. Yeah. And yeah. that's the way it's supposed to be, people. Well, we used to tell people we're twin brothers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of I can almost catch the resemblance. <laughs> the beard kind of screws up everything. And the glasses. Though. I'm not and wearing the glasses. glasses. That kind of so screws you know. up everything. <laughs> We'd always confuse them. You know. <laughs> we wear similar colors tonight, though, you know. <laughs> I'm glad to have you here, Reese. And the reason why we're here tonight, because we are men, we're conservatives, and uh, we want to have a conversation, especially those two of us, in case you did not know this, two of us just might be 
black conservatives or conservatives who happens to be black. Yes. Just in case you didn't notice this, because the conversation may throw you off a little bit, you know, as conservatives. So, but this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> this is what I love doing, talking about why I'm, I love being a conservative. So let me back up a second. I'm not really a Republican. Right. But I affiliate with Republicans because that's the closest thing to what I believe. So, and in Utah, you have to be a conservative to vote. So you vote for, I mean, you have to be a Republican to vote in the primary. So in the general, so here I am. And that's what I believe in. So I, because I have problems with the Republican Party, just as many as much, well, not as much as the Democrat Party, but I, the Republican Party has its issues. I agree. So let me ask you, first question, speaking of the Republican Party. I oftentimes heard, have heard people ask me or say to me, well, we need, to, we need to just get rid of the parties or create a third party. What's your thoughts on that, Daryl? My thoughts on that are, I think we got to go back to the history of the Republican Party, right? Its mm -hmm. origin mm -hmm. it was originally founded as the counter to the Democrat Party, and it was the anti-slavery party. Um, I think a lot of the principles are solid, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I think a lot of, I, I, I think the, we've strayed away. The, the Republicans, as a general, have strayed away from the founding principles of the party mm -hmm. and, and have become more or less like... Um, Honestly, in my opinion, there's only one party it, to me. I mean, it, it, it's, right. it's, it's the unit party. Right. I mean, it, it, to me, I call, I've called Republicans Republicrats, and I've called Democrats Democans, you know, mm -hmm. Democraticans. And so mm -hmm. it's like, to me, there's very little difference in many instances between the two parties, other than there's an R and a D mm -hmm. associated with their name. Policies mm -hmm. speak volumes to me. So to answer your question more specifically, um, I don't know if we need a third party. I think we need to have the Republican Party return to the roots of its, of its founding and, and that it is the private individual has rights and it should be able to determine to what extent they prosper or not prosper, you know, right. in society. And uh, I, I really do believe, you know, that it, it to me, that I find what I find most alarming is that there seems to be that and recently I've had this conversation multiple times over the years, mm -hmm. there seems to be a very thin line separating the parties. And so to me, I don't think there's a need to have a third party. I think there's a need to define what it means to be a conservative Republican, right? I agree. I agree. Reese, what's your thoughts? Third party, man. got to ask yourself, what's that third party going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's just getting back to like learning the Constitution, our our whole government system, and why it was, you know, founded, and learning about the founding fathers. And because I mean, I you know, I get a little frustrated with the Republican Party because I feel like they don't do much sometimes, you know. And for me, it's just I feel like we have to like kind of go back to the grassroots, find out mm -hmm. why what made this country great and why we, you know. Yeah, well, I made it great, you know, like, I mean, I was, I mean, I have like an app on my phone where I go through and I've, I've read the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and um, I love the one part in the Declaration 
of independence that says um, it's our our right and our duty to overthrow tyranny. Tyranny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just more learning about my government, my my system. And I don't. I mean, just trying to educate people, you know, yeah. about it. And uh, I don't know. I mean, third party. I don't know what that third party would be. You know. I mean, because yeah. I, I, I agree more with the conservatives and sometimes libertarians, you know. Right. And, but like, uh, it seems like over the years, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party have just you know, gone so far apart, you know, in what they do. And, you know, there was a time when the Democrats and Republicans could actually work together. I mean, yes. the, Repub the Democrat Party had always, for me at least, as I've gotten older, older it still had been the party of evil. Mm -hmm. But at times, they could work together yeah, and right. get and get crap done. Right, right. But that's not even the case any longer. No, now it's just. No. It's, it's. I love what you, you both have said because I think the focus is too much on parties, the party, mm -hmm. right? The Democrat Party, the Republican Party. There's very little focus on the United States Constitution. Very little focus on the Declaration of Independence. There's very little focus on those documents that were integral to our becoming this great nation that we became. And, and I think, it's just my personal opinion, mm -hmm. looking from the outside, I, I see that there, I believe there's intent to pull us farther away from the Constitution and have us rely more on just the parties, the politicians. What, what, whatever this politician says that, that today is a flavor of the week or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not really look at what does this person stand for and, and how does that relate to the powers delegated them vis-a-vis -vis the United States Constitution because the majority of the powers remain with we the people mm -hmm. and our state. And so, you know, it's not with the federal. Federal government, according to the Founding Fathers, was supposed to be a very small and not very intrusive entity. But it is, it is, it is, a, is a creature beyond imagination right now. It, it is the, what was that book I'm trying to think of uh, that was, I was referred to, the creature from Jekyll Island or something like mm -hmm. that? But I, uh, it, it, it to me is so troubling because in the long run, mom and pop, you know, uh, everyday Americans are the ones who are under the boot of this oppressive, heavy-handed, uncaring, unyielding entity we call the federal government of the mm -hmm. United States. You know, for me, you know, Ever since 1865, actually 1854, when the Republican Party was founded, the Republican Party was founded back in those days to represent the Constitution, not the Constitution represent any party. Yeah. See, this is yes. where they've got it screwed up at. Yeah. When you believe in the Constitution, you represent the Constitution as a conservative. Right. So there's no, the things that the Democrats were doing prior to 1865 when they freed the slave, when the D Republicans freed the slave, the Democrats wasn't living. They weren't living according to the Constitution. They were not living according to the Constitution because had they been doing that, we wouldn't have slavery. Mm -hmm. And a lot of other things that were going on. They didn't give a damn about the Constitution. They stomped on the Constitution. It took the Republican parties in 1855, actually back up, in 1854 to be founded, and then in 1865, stop slavery and force states to join the Union and, um, oh, and commerce. So I hear these people always talking about, you know, the Constitution is a living document. 
No, it's not a living document because the minute the person starts changing the Constitution, that is the person you should fear the most because it's kind of like when I do a business deal. When I write a contract, it's in my favor. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. in my favor. Absolutely. So when people start changing the Constitution, it's you not. best believe it's in their favor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like where they always want to do the constitutional conferences and amend the Constitution, and I always, nope. Sorry, because, you know, I don't know what that document's going to look like after yeah. that, you know. Whose image will it be made, remade yeah. in, right? Exactly. So. And, and, you know, people don't seem to follow that, you know, when it comes to the Constitution, because that document has only been amended a few times. Right. But when it's been amended, those are some things about even when it was amended as far as gun rights, restricting felons from having uh, owning guns. That should not have been done. There's other ways that could have been done. It shouldn't have been messed with for the Second Amendment because it's an inalienable right. It's a right given to us by God. And the minute you start, a man start changing those rights, mm-hmm. he thinks he's God. Yeah. He thinks he's God. Now, I talked to a federal prosecutor about this bill because I'm actually going to put forth a bill this session about felons getting their rights. And now, look, not every felon is going to get their rights back. Let's be honest with you. Yeah. It's not going to be every felon. But if you got three DUIs, if you got a drug charge when you're a kid and you've been 20 years been doing what you're supposed oh, yeah. to do those people those yeah. men this goes yeah. back to what i've been preaching as far as men men should have the right to protect their family their property and their country when you take that second amendment right away from them i've got issues with that and the reason why i have issues with it because that has neutered men in this country this is what hurts the fight because, you know, now you take a guy who hasn't done anything in 20 years, now you made him a criminal mm-hmm. because he wants to protect his family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You make him a criminal because he wants to legally, well, what in most people's case is legally a legal right to protect your family. People, you know, I, there's a book that says that the average American creates, commits three felonies a day. Wow. Three felonies a day. And uh, I first learned about this from Glenn Beck personally learned it from Glenn Beck. And then I've learned it from other people. And then one day I went online and looked it up. It's literally the average American, is, and actually it breaks it down to 2.3 felons. I don't know how the hell you do the three, but it's 2.3 felonies <laughs> a day. Somebody out there doing point three. Yeah, but it, it says 2.3 felon, felonies a day. Right. So. Huh. That's interesting. You know, every time in some states you write a bad check over right. $1,000. Yeah. That's a felony. Yeah. So something as simple as that can get your gun rights taken away from you. And which means, let's look at it in a realistic sense. That means you've taken away the gun rights of a man to protect his family because of money. Mm-hmm. What's more important on this planet? It's life. Yeah. Money is something that's created. God didn't create money. And we want to take a man's right to protect his family because of he owes somebody money. It used to be there's no such thing as debt or prisons. Right. That's gone. Yeah. That is gone. You don't pay your child support, you can go to prison. Mm-hmm. That's a felony. See, you I mean we got to bring common sense back to the laws, but there's enough ranting about that. That's what I do well, here every once in a while. One little thing about Go that. ahead. You think about the context of the, of the first and second amendments, right? Mhm. Uh, freedom of speech is is so important because it's not just the vocal, the verbalization of what we say. But those who want to curtail speech are also looking at curtailing the way we think, 
uh, you control the thoughts, you control the dialogue. You control the dialogue, you control the conduct. You control the conduct, you control the will. You control the will, you control the people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that, as we've been talking about, this about the second, you know, right to bear arms under the Second Amendment, uh, that being an inalienable right. You think about the context of that document when it was penned, that the very men who were in the eyes of the British government, they were felons. They were they were criminals against traitors. the crown, right? They they were traitors, right? right. So the, the very <laughs> the irony of right that that someone who's classified as a felon now or minor misdemeanor felony, right, uh, can't bear arms. You know, you think about the very constitution that was written, the men who penned it, they were in the eyes of the ruling authority criminals. Traitors. Traitors, right? As Reese has stated. So, so they shouldn't have a right to bear arms. That was one of the things that they actively pursued taking away from them to make them less liable, as you accurately pointed out, John, being able to protect themselves, their families, and their, you know, their their, their country, you know? And, and, and the... This just dawned on me as we're talk, having this conversation right now. We need to have more conversations like this. I think real conversation about what matters, well, it, via minus the the all the uh, the political stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, just really because what it comes down to is, are we preserving the Constitution? Do we understand that document? Do we? I would say most of us do not in this country. In this day and, and age. There's a lot of people that don't understand the conversation, yeah. Reese. Yeah. Well, I was going to add to the fact that when the founding fathers, you know, signed the Declaration of Independence, and you know, it was kind of like the Dear John letter to you know, King, uh, <laughs> King Henry <laughs> saying, you know, we're, we're done with you. We're, you know, and right then and there, they knew what they were doing. They sealed their fate. They were yeah. treasonous, you know, and yeah. they knew they could die over it. And that's where I, you know, I mean, Glenn Beck read that book, um, being George Washington, mm-hmm. love that book because he's trying to show the character of George Washington, who he was, and how we should all more, you know, uh, what's the word, uh, mimic or Bottle. emulate yeah, mm-hmm. that uh, his his character in that sense, and that's where it always frustrates me listening to stuff nowadays where they're talking about how they're just such bad men. I'm like, well, they weren't perfect men, but at the same point in time, they were better men than we are. In the sense, because they, you know, signed their name to that, they knew what they were doing. Those 55 signatures. And the thing is, you just mentioned something that that made me have a thought. And that was, you know, they weren't perfect men by no stretch of the imagination. Right. But they are the men that paved the road that we are on today. Yeah. Freedom, liberty. Yeah. You know, we don't live under a tyrannical government. For the most Tyrannical. part. I love that. Tyrannical. <laughs> For the most or, part. Or police state. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, they're not perfect. And no matter how imperfect they, uh, those men are, I appreciate all their efforts that they've done. Right, you know, even the gray areas, the, the areas that are not so cool, even when it comes to slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate their efforts because that's why we're sitting here today. It's called progress. And some people are trying to kill the progress by always living, bringing us back to living on the plantation. This is where we we don't go forward. Well, yeah, that's like we're listening to, you know, if you're a white Christian man, you've got to be really worried because I'm like, hey, you know, I've known him for, what, 12 years now. And and I'm, I 
farthest person from, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I've never been, will never be, you know, looking, be that kind of a person where I'm thinking of racial and that's what bothers me. It's like, well, can we get past that and, you know, just see people for who they are, you know, like, like Martin Luther King said, the content of the character and not the color, color of the skin. skin, you know, and that's where I like people. I like, you know, meeting people from all walks of life. I don't care where they're from. It's just fun, you know. Mm-hmm. He has a gift. I, I can vouch for that. I've seen it many, many times. He can start a conversation with anybody, find common ground, and then start building on that. And it's amazing to watch my brother speak to people and just like. And it's a little bit different for you and I, though. Yeah. It's a personal attack on him nowadays mm-hmm. and you and I as well. Yes, it is. Because we're not supposed to think the way we think. Right. We're supposed to think that we're victims and. You know, we are entitled to certain things because of our ancestors' history. Right. You know, and, you know, we get called names. You get called sellouts, Uncle Tom, you know. The problem I have nowadays is people don't see their own evil. Mm. You know, they'll like, for example, when I endorsed Mike Lee, you, you had people up there talking about, hey, John, how much money did Mike Lee pay you? Um, hey, John, you know. You're black, stuff like this, you know. Basically, because I'm black, I'm supposed to think and do certain things. Well, that's not how you get progress. Because if I thought like everybody who thought the way they think, we will be stuck on the plantation forever. Yeah. Out-of-the-box thinking is what keeps us out of the box. Absolutely. And these people do not understand this. You know, I'll get an email tonight. I'll get some something on Facebook post or saying something like, you know, I, these Negroes or Uncle Toms or their sellouts. But that's, call me what you want, but yeah. don't call me on welfare. <laughs> don't call me broke. Don't call me believing in government entitlements. I'm a free man. I'm a free thinkle, thinker. I get to do what I want to do, and I don't have to think about my history to be successful. Now, look, I don't know everything about my history, but I know enough of it as to where my character is conservative. My thinking is conservative. My group of people mostly are conservatives. Mm-hmm. So we just got, I mean, they've got to realize something. You're not going to change anything for your future if you're always living in that past. And we know what the particular past we're talking about. There's a lot of people making a lot of money on telling people they need to be slaves and sit on the plantation and think like you're on the plantation. So I want to change topics real quick. Yes. Donald Trump. Okay. He has now announced that he is going to be running for the office of the president of the United States again. What's your thoughts on that, Reese? Real talk. Real talk. Well, I didn't vote for him the first time around. Neither did I. Just because, you know, didn't, you know, here he is, this billionaire that, you know, had all, you know, more in the Hollywood eye. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily that. It was just more the fact that, you know, didn't really, I mean, I just, I don't know, just like, ah. I guess for me, one of the things, too, is because when he said make America great again, kind of remind me of Obama when he said time for a change, America. But I, did watch his campaign the first time around, and I was like, well, he is saying more of what he's trying to do, where for me, Obama would always make me nervous because, you know, I, I watched all of them. like, well, he's not really saying what he's going to try to do, Obama. So I didn't vote for him. and um, But, like, with Trump, I didn't vote for him the 
first time around, but I was pleasantly surprised. You know, I was in business for myself at the time. He was working with me, and and uh, things just drastically changed in the way of, you know, like fuel went down, everything. I'm like, okay, and I was impressed with him how he, you know, things that he campaigned on, like what he was trying to get done. Like, I mean, if he could have gotten it all done in the first year, he would have probably done that, but, and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. You know, I don't know if it's 100% true or this or that, but just based off what he did, better for me as an American person and the fact that you know we weren't going to war we weren't doing this I the second time around absolutely I voted for him and mm-hmm. this time around I mean clearly won't vote for our current administration and, you know, <laughs> didn't vote for him last time I voted for some constitutionalist guy oh no the last time I did vote for Trump sorry but the first time was some guy that I knew wouldn't win but he was constitutionalist but just read Ted Cruz no, it wasn't Ted Cruz. I can't remember his name, but um, I knew he wasn't going to win, but reading his stuff on a site, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll vote for this guy. So, but yeah, last time, Trump all the way, but, you know, yeah, that's where I'll vote for Trump this time. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on it, Daryl? Well, the three of us sitting at the table, I, I, I voted for candidate Trump in 2016, and the... Uh, the reason for my decision to vote for him in 2016 is I grew up in Arkansas, mm-hmm. where Bill and Hillary Clinton had been the governor and first lady of the state of Arkansas for 16 years, mm-hmm. two consecutive terms of eight years. I mean, two terms of eight years. And uh, I saw the misery. I saw all the misery in my home state that had been in Arkansas in the lower 48 is one of the few states where you can find diamonds that naturally mm-hmm. occur. Right. They come out of the ground. Communities called Murfreesboro, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. In the spring and fall, if it's raining, you, you, you got a good chance. People go there all the time from all over the country and, and all I've the world. I've seen that on documentaries about that. Yeah, Murfreesboro. Surface mining. Yeah. On top of any, the ground. Any diamonds that you find, you get to keep. They don't look like diamonds. They don't look polished, but you take them to the, uh, it's a state park now. So you take them to the park ranger, and they'll evaluate it for you. And if it's a diamond, you get to keep it, regardless of the value of the diamond. I know where I'm going over they're there they're there Uh, but again back to my home state having been under a Clinton administration Mm -hmm. and seeing the corruption the out and out corruption of every part of my home state the running of it um, was just just so it, it was so painful for me I couldn't understand why people when I was younger I couldn't understand why people kept electing this man um, then I saw the real problem behind Bill Clinton was Hillary. Mm, right. And uh, I warned people when I moved to Utah many, many years ago. I said, this guy is going to position himself for a run for the presidency. But if you don't vote for him, they, they, they say, oh, he speaks so well. Ironic. How many of these people that have been elected that have been bad for this country always said, oh, he's so, so eloquent when they speak, right? They're so uh, silvery-tongued, you know, kind of thing. But... I saw in Hillary Clinton a real threat, actually, to this country. I saw her conduct first as the, the first lady of Arkansas. Then I saw her conduct as a secretary of state. And I, it, it just, I could not, my eyes were so wide open, I couldn't see, I could not see the danger that was there, despite mm-hmm. what the mainstream media and celebrities would have you, have me try to believe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of people were trying to like, oh, she'd be our first woman president, so vote for her. That's all. Because of that. I'm like, well, that I'm was not, it. I'm not a fool. I mean, 
I, I, I said, same thing I said about Joe Biden. I said, what are his qualifications? What has he actually done? He hasn't done, he didn't do anything before he ran for the presidency, really. Even though he was, he's been in Congress, what, over 40 years? Wait a minute. He wrote the crime bill. Well, this is true. And, 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 and guess, 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 guess who the co-sponsor that was? Robert Byrd? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Was it Bill Clinton? Yeah. Was it? So I you know, know didn't he also run for president way back when and like get chart or like Oh yeah, yeah. for plagiarism. Yeah, yeah he plagiarism. had to withdraw yeah, dishonorably. Yeah. So I voted I, I voted for Donald Trump. Honestly, before I before he decided to run, I was not particularly a fan of him because all I saw was this mogul, this multi billion dollar this mogul who could do anything and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And but I, I that was the image I got from watching the mainstream media. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't take time to really see who this person was. When I started looking and seeing the stories about, did you know he had a woman who was homeless, uh, who was staying in one of his penthouses at the top of Trump? Was it Trump Tower? I think Trump it was. Tower. I know it's story. And, and 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 what an amazing story. I mean, she had nothing, and they had did an interview with her, and she was just in tears about how generous the man, Donald Trump, was. And he, when he found out she was basically a squatter there, he didn't kick her out. He he gave her top of the line everything, and and, and that was not never that was ne- never made known to the general public. So I started looking and said, and I said, well, what America needs, and what I felt for years after watching career politicians run this country into the ground, we need a man who is a who's got a business acumen, who knows how to run a business and is successful at building, to sit in that Oval Office. And I remember right before he decided to run, there was an interview, a replay of an interview with Kurt Cobain, former leader of Nirvana. Nirvana. He said, and he said this, he said, he said, he said, you know, what we need is a businessman. We need someone like Donald Trump to run for president, to be president of the United States. And they laughed at him. Even the Simpsons predicted Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, right, sure right. right. And so, <laughs> so what my gut told me was to trust what I was seeing, not from the media, but from what I was observing with my own eyes. And uh, I happily voted for him. I got to admit, I was sweating. like when I'm hearing all these, these other people uh, who said, oh, this is going to lead to racism. It's going to be race wars. It's going to be back in slavery, Jim Crow days. And I'm like, going, I know none of that's real. But I saw so many people around me losing their minds. And I'm like, going, this can't be that bad. And they lost their mind because of the like, media. lost their stream they, they lost their minds because they were not thinking rationally. It was all emotion. Everything was emotionally driven. And that, to me, was so disturbing because I know when I'm overly emotional, I'm in my emotions, as they say mm-hmm. now, the kids say mm-hmm. now, I don't think, I don't make the best decisions. And so I'm watching this, this man, and I'm hearing what he says in his campaign speeches, and I'm like, oh, wow, didn't the debate time? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the man. This is the man. I voted for him again in 2020 for his re-election. I was not satisfied with the results. I, and I, vote, I will vote for him in 2024 again, without hesitation. Because, because he, well, here, here's the thing. For me, for example, I was a Ted Cruz guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Cruz was my guy. And um, I personally said to myself, you know what? We had Obama. Obama mantra was hope and change. Mm-hmm. Time for a change, America. Yeah, boy, did he ever change everything? You keep your hope. He changed everything. Change. To the worst. <laughs> really, really 
explained what those changes yeah, would be, and that's what that, made me nervous. Well, the culture, the fabric of the culture. Exactly. Eloquent speech is what people said about Obama. Yeah. And, and when I listened to him, I all I heard was gibberish. I couldn't, I'm like going, he isn't saying, he ain't said anything worth anything. Mm-mm. I mean, he, he's a he's a he's a uh, snake he's oil salesman, you know. And let me be perfectly. Whenever yeah. he said, "Well, let me be perfectly clear," I knew he was about to lie. Yeah, and you know, you know, and the, here's the thing, you know, when he was running for office, mm-hmm. he believed that marriage was between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Somebody told him along the way, "Dude, you got to change that." Yeah, because then he forced all the states into doing. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. uh, the defense of the marriage act, you yeah. know, whatever you want to call it. And for me, you know, I like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, I had always said that, you know, you, the United States was one of the biggest corporations it is. on the yeah. planet. It is. Yeah, free enterprise, man. And, and Obama should have never been at the helm. No business experience. No economy, no political experience. No common sense. I'm sorry. President on everything when he was in Senate. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was just a. He, he was a junior senator. Yeah. And he was before that. He was a community organizer. That's it. That's it. That's it. People being black doesn't constitute you. Constitute you being qualified. qualified. Thank you. Thank you. Qualified. As the president of the United States, the biggest, most powerful country in the planet, and he proved that. Look, Bill Clinton was the governor in Arkansas for two or three terms. Four terms. Yeah. Four terms. Yeah. When he left and when they came to the White House, house I remember an interview with Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. When the Hillary, Hillary Clinton said, when we left Arkansas, we had absolutely nothing. They were broke. Now they're. <laughs> and when they left the White House, they had a net worth of $320 million. How does one accrue that amount? Of How does that even happen when you're not even supposed to be an enterprising as the president of the United States? Because remember, with with Donald Trump, right? He, he had a he 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 lost a lot of money, and he, he a had a billionaire going in. He, he had to give his up. kids yeah. control of uh, Trump International. Yeah. yeah. How is every all, Obama and the Clintons can make so much money? Because Obama came out worth about ninety five million dollars. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Yeah. How does that for being a community organizer? Well, it's like uh, to Nancy bring, bring Pelosi. Look at her. I mean, what's she oh, worth? A couple hundred million. And oh yeah. I, I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's worth. Uh, I looked it up a few months ago. Her yeah, net worth was one hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, Congress, Congresswoman for. Uh, I mean, come on. Forever. <laughs> Since the Flintstones. Making a hundred, and she has <laughs> been key. Congress. Yeah. Salary on the Congress is one hundred seventy-three thousand a year. Right. Senators is one hundred and eighty-three or eighty-seven thousand a year. President, how much again? Five hundred. Five and well, last time I checked, was four hundred forty thousand yeah. dollars, which yeah. Donald Trump donated his every quarter. Exactly. Yeah. His first he never term. took. Yep. Never took he a he never and took a payment. Yeah. And so that's the idea of a true president. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of a true leader. He's he didn't go there to say, look, I'm gonna make more money. Yeah. Hell, he gave money away. Yeah. And he's running again, not because look, he knows the people are on his ass right now. Oh yeah. Oh, he yeah. knows he's got a. Well, yeah, and it's going to affect his outcome as financially. I mean, he's doing it. I mean, but people have, hate to see that he does it for the country and the people. Mm-hmm. This is what people don't understand about Donald Trump. Now, you know, you got DeSantis. I like DeSantis. I like DeSantis. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem I have with DeSantis and Trump. We know what Trump can do as president, mm-hmm. and we know what DeSantis can do as, governor. as a governor. Right. But they're Two different beasts. Oh, absolutely. Two yeah. different beasts. Absolutely. Trump doesn't play politics well with the other side. Mm-mm. He doesn't try. He doesn't try to get along. 
He's not trying to get along. He's trying to get policies changed and corrected. Now imagine this. Imagine if that man had his full backing of the Senate and the House. <laughs> Can you imagine what would have happened in this country? Oh, it would have been wow. great, dude. I mean, he got a lot of stuff done. I, mean, I, was, I was impressed what he got done with. Just exactly. The, I mean, it was pretty amazing what he got done just with all the. In spite of. of, of exactly. Yeah, the, all the Democrats and the Republicans who didn't want him to succeed. Exactly. Now, scandals they were trying to nail him on and oh, stuff yeah. that were, ended up not being true. And it's like, I was impressed with all the stuff he got done. I'm like, man. I mean, they got rid of NAFTA, Clinton's thing, which yeah, I always hated. Absolutely, yeah. And climate, we we dropped out of the Paris, uh, Paris, Paris Accord. Yeah. Courts, yeah. You know, Iran deal. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. NATO. I loved that speech. He told him, "Hey, guys, you know, everybody's got to start paying their rears." And yeah. Then I loved how at the end he said, uh, "I'm not going to ask how much this building costs because I'm pretty sure the United States paid for it." Murmuring silence. Yeah, there we go. But he. But he's a politician who's not really a politician first. No. Right. He's only a politician now because he's the president of the United States. Right. Yeah. That's right. what made him a politician. Right. And the Democrats knew in 2020, we can't have this man run again because right. he's showing the country how it's supposed to be done. But well, the other side didn't want to listen. But the media, yeah. who was part of the cabal, yes, absolutely. couldn't have this man in power again because now they know Section 230 mm-hmm. is in play right now. Mm-hmm. Section 230, I, I hope it get hits, but hit because I said this to you before we went on the show. I didn't think about this in the beginning. I'm always thinking, and you weren't here, Reese, when we were talking about this. But I, let me, I said this is the best thing. This is actually the best scenario for us right now. We didn't have that red wave. I knew it was, wasn't coming. I've said it many times on the air and at events. We're not going to have a red wave. But what we're going to have, this is the best time for Republicans, voter, Republican voters. This is the best time for us because we don't have the Senate, but we have the House. Now we're about to find out mm-hmm. what real Republicans can do, who they are. Well, yeah. I've heard a lot about you know, listening to different radio shows and we're about to How find they, out. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll either do something or they won't do Well, anything. the thing is they're isolated now. They can't blame it on anybody else. Right. They are isolated. Mm-hmm. They have the house. Mm-hmm. They control the purse. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. They control the money. They can, they can rescind all. a lot oh, yeah. of things. And if, if they do what they did, when they, remember when the Republicans had the House, the <laughs> Senate, and the White House, and they said, oh, well, we're going to repeal Obama, repeal and replace Bo- Obamacare. Didn't do that. Didn't do a damn thing. No. Yeah. No. So now let's see what service. they're going to do. Let's see yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, stop all this stupid. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I don't like the fact that they chose McCarthy as oh. Speaker of the House. Oh. Oh. I, I heard they're still trying to consider somebody else. Well, right now the Jim Jordan is in consideration. Oh please. And so with Chip Roy, please, and yes. Andy Biggs. Not familiar with Andy Biggs. So Jordan. Biggs is a good guy too. Okay. These guys, are, all of these guys, I think all of them are part of uh, the Freedom Caucus. Okay. Which is what we need to have in Utah. Yes. We need to have our own caucus in Utah because everybody likes to play along in Utah, and that's the problem. No, yes. That's the problem. Everybody wants to play along. We need our – let's stop taking and voting for candidates. Let's work on now – creating a freedom caucus, a caucus where these guys are truly for the people. 
Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. there to make a lot of money like a lot of these guys are making right now with the new prison or Inland Port mm-hmm. or yeah. Amazon or Facebook. Yeah. We want true conservatives controlling. So, for example, they need a vote. The Freedom Caucus, the Utah Freedom Caucus, oh, no. We don't like that. We're not going to vote for it. You need our votes. Mm-hmm. That's how you stop a lot of the BS that's going on up on Capitol Hill in Utah and many other states. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody came to me about being chair of the Black Caucus, Republican Black Caucus. And I said, I have no power. There's no power. Mm-hmm. I can't change anything. It's just pandering in a white state. That's all you're doing. You have no power. Yeah. But if you can create a caucus within the legislature, that's where you have power. That's where you have power. People who represent the people and the strong conservatives. So that's my new angle. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say it out loud, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Can, hey, can, who's can, listening, right? True conservatives. <laughs> if conservatives believe it, they'll right. make it happen. Yeah. And if you're a politician and you believe in that, you'll make it happen. Right. But So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Great questions, John. My next question is, we're going to run a little long because we start late, so we're going to run a little longer. So we start a little late, so once you guys just heard me say, we're going to start running a little bit longer. It's Friday night. We don't drink <laughs> yet. <laughs> this shit keeps happening. You never know. <laughs> this might not be coffee one day. <laughs> so we better change this state real quick. Yeah. Um, no, so as a conservative, of conservative men. I want to talk mm-hmm. about men in the state of Utah. Okay. Is it just me, or does it see men no longer stand up for what's constitutional, constitutionally based? For example, when I'm speaking and at events, I notice there's a lot of mama bears. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of mama bears. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Is there another constitution that I didn't see? Where men are supposed to stay home and the women are supposed to be doing the fighting? Did I miss something? No, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think so either. I mean, because I see a lot of women. I mean, I'm thinking some days I have to grab my kahunas to make sure I'm still a man nowadays. Because every time I go to an event, that's mostly women. The ones who are speaking up, right, and standing up. And so my question is, why do you think men are not participating the way men are truly supposed to be participating, Daryl? Um, I think we bought into a lie. I think we as men have been, uh, society has, there's been a, a, you know, what used to be accepted as societal norms, right? Uh, so what's the norm then? Give me an example. The example of the norm? Uh, the example of the norm is I am responsible for providing and protecting for my family, mm-hmm. right? I, I am the primary provider. Right. You know, and now the concept is that a woman can do everything a man can do, if not better, you know? And, and that part is not so much about competition as much as it is, is that there's a, okay, I come from military-based family, as I said earlier. Um, then if that's the case then women should be on front line of combat situations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that should be the case. But going on with the, the thought process that says that a woman can do everything a man can do. 
Right. You should be allowed to do everything a man can do. Uh, I, I think that's part of the fallacy that we men have in society have been taught over and over again. It's, 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 it's a form of brainwashing, I think, that's occurred. Uh, now, I, I come from a family. I have 12, 15. I'm the 12th of 15 children. Good Lord. 11, 11 of my siblings are female. Wow. Most, most of them have served in the military as well, right? Uh, they don't speak as if they feel like they should be able to do everything a man should do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is an understanding of the value of the role of a man in society and a role of a woman in society, right? They're all high-achieving people. Don't get me wrong. They're incredibly talented people. Um, but they would never presume that I, as their brother, would not be responsible for protecting and providing for my wife and children, you mm-hmm. know, once I have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so back, what disturbs me about this question really is there's, there's a perception that we bought into, again, another falsehood, that we got to sit back and, and be quiet and let the women do what the women need to do. It's their time to shine now. It's a, uh, whatever the, the modern thought process is, mm-hmm. I don't get. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't get. Because as a man, I know what my responsibilities are. And I know I fall short daily in fulfilling those mm-hmm. responsibilities, but I still strive to fulfill those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Reese? When it come back to, like, I mean, um, my opinion, like, uh, maybe more than men because, you know, they're, I mean, like with the economy, stuff going on, they're working, maybe they're working more hours, you know, mm-hmm. working harder to support mm-hmm. their family, where some of the, the women being more the nurturer and, like, stuff with their children and stuff, maybe that's, I mean, kind of those lines, maybe that's where they're getting more involved. I mean, I know that was with my mom because she was always concerned about us growing up and, like, our well-being. And I know she was very involved in different political groups like when it came to school mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like like yeah when it came to me growing up through school and like you know my education my mom was very involved or nowadays with that kind of stuff I it seems like for years so many parents just like here have my kid and you're the babysitter is how I felt and you know now they're getting because of COVID and stuff I feel like more parents are more involved you know like with their kids mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. and stuff because mm-hmm. they saw what's going on and that where I think back to my mom, she was always very involved with us, and and my dad too. But I just he was always working. I mean, not always working, but working and doing his thing. And mm-hmm. that's where I kind of wonder sometimes if it's just the different roles and like you know with inflation going up. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. You know? But like, and I and I I agree with you there because but the older generation worked because that's what they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. They They worked. And they didn't have the same kind of political era that chaos we live in nowadays. See, they didn't have to do what we men are supposed to be doing now because it's a whole new ball game. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, you know, you go out and you plow your corn, you Mm -hmm. raise your tobacco, you feed your hogs, your horses, your cows, what have you. That's what men did back in those days. Nowadays, they go to work. Mm -hmm. But today, there's so much of attack on our kids, that's mm-hmm. when as a man you say, okay, okay, yeah. this is yeah. a different ball game. 
What I'm supposed to be doing is going to work and putting food over my table and a roof over my head for my family. But the, the new era forces me now to be more of a protector more so and do all the things that I need to do. So mm-hmm. if I got to work 12 hours a day and there's an event where I need to have my voice present as a man, as a father, I need to be there that 13th hour, Yeah, that 13th hour. Now, you hopefully it doesn't happen every single day. You have to do that. But there's a times where, you know, you need to be places so you're as a man, your voice is heard and strong Powerful voices are heard. Not guys just going to sit there and just sit there and be meek. No, you want to have a serious conversation to those who are attacking our freedoms, Mm -hmm. our property, our constitution, and most importantly, our children, and not to mention our God. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is where, you know, and like I said, you know, it's a different ballgame nowadays. It's a different. It's now... This is where it needs to be a man's world. And I say that not to be misogynist either. Mm-hmm. I say that as a protector of everything that we love. Because between God and man, there's nobody else that's going to protect what we love. Right. That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, you got the mama bears. Mama bears are going to do what they do. But when you look for strength and a woman looks for her strength, she looks to her man and her God. That's true. She doesn't look to politics. She doesn't look at the school principal. She does look at God, and she looks at because God has given man the agency to be who we're supposed to be, strong. Yeah. That's why we're called men, mm-hmm. strong. We're supposed to protect that which is fragile in our society. And we as men have to stand up and do what we need to do because our children just can't protect themselves. Their voice yeah. is not valued. And you think about it also, it, it could part of this pattern that we're seeing right now with the mama bears being mm-hmm. counted on so much, could it not also not be a point of exploitation by those who are pushing forth these agendas? Because there's not a male voice or a male figure standing there that says, hey, you know what? No, this will not be permitted. Or the perception is that there's not a male voice there, right? Uh, what, what if it, then it makes it more so it remains in the emotional range only rather than, okay, we got emotion and we have also this thought process, okay, I know what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do. And as, as the head of the household, I don't agree with that. You, know? uh, mm-hmm. you, you can't teach my son or daughter these things that we don't agree with in our household, you know, mm-hmm. if, Maybe that's part of the uprising we're seeing among parents now at school boards and things like that, where both the mother and father are there, and they're speaking out and saying, no, no. And that's what's making some of these people backtrack some of these policies perhaps they've been pushing and free range. Because if it's just the mama there, they can, they, they can potentially run over the mama bear. Whereas if the papa bear is standing beside the mama bear... It's a lot more intimidating for, it them, is. It is. for them to try to push this stuff that they say, oh, you have no voice, really. No, no. We together, we are the deciding factors in what goes on in our household. Not the school board, not the principal, not any of these people who don't have really a say in the rearing of our child mm-hmm. or children. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, once they reach a certain age, then those people are like, hey, it's not our problem. It's society's problem, you know? Whereas as an parent, I would still be responsible for what my child does and says. 
because they look at me, well, you didn't raise your child right or whatever. You yeah, you should have taught them better, you know, kind of thing. Your child started committing crimes, all of a sudden they're going to Guess who they come back on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The media is going to be right at my things, door. It's like you're not responsible because we know best. And- right, right. The media is going to be at my door asking me, how did you fail your child, you know? And, and when, in fact, it was the indoctrination <laughs> from the modern public education system, right, that has that person thinking that, hey, you know, don't listen to mom or dad. They're old-fashioned. Their views are old-fashioned. They don't, they don't really understand the modern world. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. And I well, think that's with deliberate intent to undermine. Well, like, I think we're all, I mean, we're where we're at because we have been a lot of, like a lot of people have been pretty apathetic and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, haven't taken, because I hear it all the time, you know, what's the point of me voting or mm-hmm. doing this because I don't have a voice. I'm like, well, that's the whole point is people feel that way and they don't do it or where we're at because nobody's taken action you know nobody's right. held their representatives of Cal- accountable or their school district accountable for you know that they're teaching what they're teaching because we've just let it you know abdicated our responsibilities right yeah. to do yeah to somebody you know i've often said a home without a man is a home with a weakness mm-hmm. and people need to understand that you could be the strongest woman in your head as you want but physically you're not that person this is why men are in the position with a partner because a man is supposed to protect that woman for the weaknesses that she does have. He's supposed to be her strength. Mm-hmm. And when we look at it as if nowadays a woman can do anything a man can do, that's not true. Let's be honest. And it's not being a massage. No, I mean, it's no. facts. It's, got, it's just like there's two genders. Right. It's only two genders. I don't care what you tell yourself in your head. It's not going to make that third gender. <laughs> yeah. A woman is now, in most cases, gender. exactly. More, you can tell yourself as a woman, I'm just as strong as a man. You may be spiritually strong as a man. You may be emotionally strong as a man. But in most cases, you're not physically strong as a man. Yes. And this is when you we say um, a man's, I wouldn't say his job. No, it is his job. It's his duties Mm -hmm. to protect his family. He is the one who makes up the strength that the woman doesn't have. She can have her own emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, you can guys see eye to eye on 99% of the thing. But when John Doe kicks in that door, (laughs) it's not the woman that should be the first one in line. It's the man. Absolutely. That's what it means about protecting your family. And some people, and we've lost that today. We have. We've lost that. You know, people call me an alpha. Because I say it, I don't care, because it's the damn truth. Yeah. It's the damn truth. You could tell yourself, you could be LGBTQ, ABZ, whatever. You could be Mormon. You could be Muslim. And every set of a human being, the man is going to be the stronger between the two gender. Show me a third gender. Show me a third gender. Somebody show me a third gender that's stronger than the males because it doesn't exist. This is why God gave man the power that he has given us. This is why we were built this way. We're soldiers. And the women can be soldiers too. They really can because they can shoot just as good as a man. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, they can shoot. I know females that shoot better than I do. But that still doesn't make you stronger than a man. Right. That still doesn't make you stronger than a man. And this isn't an attack on women. This is celebrating women because nowadays, you know, with this transgender shit, excuse my French, it's my show. Yeah. I say it. <laughs> this transgender shit, you have taken, you have devalued women. 
yeah. And I'm so sick of it. The real war on women is and, being waged And right women devalue themselves. You know, you got people talking about we women are equal to men, but yet you don't push back and say, women, there's only one gender when it comes to women. Yes. You do not devalue us. We are it. In our species, we are it. Yeah. And I wish women do a better job of standing up for themselves as well. That's worth all this transgender stuff. It makes me wonder where's women's lib, you know, because right. it's totally destroying all that. Exactly. Yeah. You know? But they can't yeah. speak up, Reese, because they'll get canceled for speaking up against the transgender. Yeah, exactly. I say to people, you can't cancel me. <laughs> I'm my own free will. I carry my own agency. Yeah. I don't play in that council game. Yeah. You only can get canceled. If you believe in that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can only get yeah. counseled yeah. if you believe yeah. in that yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. you have taken away your own power and given it to them because you believe, hey, I need to shut the hell up because I might get counseled. And what, what was that? What, what was that old adage we heard as kids growing up? Sticks and stones can break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Somebody forgot about the sticks and stones, right? Right. Now, na now names, name calling is the all-powerful tool to ruin someone to demean them i mean it, it, it's it, it's 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 so mind-boggling to me that that someone who and again i i also did an interview for senator mike lee's re-election right and some of the comments i saw people was like that's like when someone said what right do you have I'm, well i'm a, you know first of all i was born in this country i'm native born american and uh, that's the best privilege you could ever ask for. Right there. Being born, born under this flag. Exactly. Yeah. And Other countries know this. Why can't we then yeah. acknowledge it? it, it to me, it's like sometimes it seems so common sense that I scratch my head and I can't figure it out why other Every people. <laughs> yeah. Why, why people. Why we're not seeing it for what it is. Why, why we are choosing to allow ourselves to be led down this path where our liberties, and I don't say rights, I'm focused more on liberties, mm -hmm. uh, are being taken away from us. And it's kind of like the ax in the forest of trees, right? And the, there's an election being in. I heard this analogy. I can't recall where it was. But, but all the trees keep electing the ax because it has a wooden <laughs> handle. And it, it, it makes all the trees think it's one of them because it has a wooden handle. But the ax is there to chop down the trees. That's a good analogy. I really like that one. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't the trees see it? Why can't we, the trees, see that the axe is there to chop us down? Take you, us out. You know, I, before we go, I want to say the past two weeks have half of America have shown us how ignorant they really are to their own pain and suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They have showed you us how ignorant they are to their own pain and suffering. These are the same people get pissed off because they got to pay five dollars for a gallon of gas. But for some reason in their world, they never made the connection. It has something to do with those in power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I, mean, I scratch my head on that one every day. I'm like, you know. And then there are people like I've heard people like wondering why stuff in grocery stores are yeah, going up. Right. You know what's the cost? Well, okay, we shut down oil production. I mean, well, there's hello. nothing on the shelves, right? You, <laughs> cost of freight goes up. They pass it along to the consumer. I exactly. Mean, it's, it's simple, dude. I mean, it's like I work in the freight industry, and you know, rates go up. I mean, well, fuel goes up, the rates go up. I mean, last winter they were 
just the highest I've ever seen them in 17 years. And they were uh, incredible. I mean, but it was because of the fuel. And I mean, I knew what was the effect it was going to have on us because, you know, you know, they're passing on consumers when their trucking companies are hauling it. But, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It just seems so simple, but there's so many people that are like, man, I don't know. Just it's all about the D. Yeah, that's really it's all about being dimmer, trying to keep. This is the dumbest. Look, I've always said a lot of people in our country are stupid. (laughs) They proved it this time, and I will say this because simply this: it's all about keeping the Democrats in power, who actually were the one putting the cork up your ass that made you feel uncomfortable. But yet you voted for them again, like the axe. Yeah, they voted for these same people again. But luckily this time, enough of us are pissed off. Barely enough barely, of us barely, were yes. pissed off yes. to get us the house. Well, it's like you know the Senate. You know John Fetterman. I mean, I watched. Oh that my race. god! I'm like, I'm like, how <laughs> oh my god! How oh my god! Are the people I, of Pennsylvania for voting me. that man in? Please pinch me. No, down. I might knock you out because I'm so pissed right now. <laughs> that guy, no. I mean, just watching him. That's how I felt with uh, Joe Biden when he was running for president. How he almost lost, and all of a sudden, next day they backed him. And I'm like, just watch all his campaign. Katie this Hobbs, guy is an idiot. Katie Hobbs, the, gubernator, uh, the lieutenant governor who ran for the gubernatorial election in, in Arizona. Oh yeah, uh, you know. I read about her. I don't. I, I'm like, all. I'm like, can people wake up and see yeah. that this person is saying they want open borders? They they want yeah. they want to give everything to make it possible for these people to continue coming into illegally into. Our country via the su- the U.S. southern border, which we no longer have a border, gentlemen. We no longer have a we southern border. We don't have border. a border. No. We don't. No. We no longer have a southern border, and it, it is. Well, that's where Carrie Lake would have been. Carrie Lake great. would have been dynamite. She yeah. would have been absolutely dynamite as the governor, but apparently those, and no one questioned again, John, like we were discussing before we came on air, right? Mm-hmm. Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia. Same three states. Same three states, right? Can uh, someone aren't say they still waiting on Georgia, or do they? Yeah. We got a month before we find yeah. out what goes on in Georgia, but that won't change anything. It still be yeah. a tie because Kamala Harris will still vote Democrat. <laughs> yeah, oh my just, God, yeah. It just it's yeah, it's fool. so asinine yeah. to watch this process self replicate. It just keeps going and going and going. It's like going. Can someone wake up and? That's 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 the frustrating part. It's like, come on, America, when are you gonna wake up? I mean, yeah, you're sick of all this, and it's. I mean, it wasn't Trump. It's him. It's him uh, yeah. and his policies. Or, you know, they'll say something like, you know, I hear that stupid-ass press secretary. Oy, uh, oh, please my Lord, don't she's get well. me started. You Oy. know, we're still trying to clean up the mess uh. from the past. What's that mess? <laughs> the mess was the, the $2, consumers. $2 a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they do that, and they push it out on Donald Trump. Yeah. And then they'll say, uh, now, if it, Donald Trump does something positive, that's just a carryover from the Obama era. Yeah, exactly. oh, of course, you know. Of course, that, you know. Right. It's just right. time to kick in place. Oh, it was Obama. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's like, ah, I want to scream. It, it's so, <laughs> and the people just don't get it when it comes to our freaking country. And these, these, these people just drive me freaking nuts because you cut your nose off despite your face, and then come January 3rd, when the new legis- the new Senate, or the new House is in, then they're going to start blaming all of that on the Republicans. Because yeah, they couldn't all the they're gonna fix all the problems. It's going to be blamed on Republicans. Exactly. Stay right. tuned and watch, because that's what they're going to do. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Because yeah. they got the White House coming up. Absolutely. I wouldn't even doubt if it was designed for the Republicans to take 
The House. The House. So they can blame everything on the Republicans mm -hmm. for the next two years. The do-nothing or the blocking or the... Uh, and then the, uh, use that as a power for somebody like Gavin Newsom, who's probably going to run for president. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to run. You I've heard you he's going to run. You don't think Hillary's going to try to... Oh, you know, I've heard then? she's talking about... I, 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 I honestly oh, believe... On, just give it up. Her, no, like, no, 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 no. Beto O'Rourke. I mean, All right, let me tell you. The, the power trip that that woman is on is unbelievable. I, mean, I don't it, think it's a power trip, dude. I think it's survival. Oh, you think it's survival? Because here's the thing. If we had gotten the Senate mm -hmm. and gotten the House as well, right. they can put pressure on the DOJ, mm -hmm. the CIA, True. Yeah, Secret yeah. Service, yeah. and all the law enforcement branches NSA in the government, and else, NSA, yeah. and find out what's really going on. Mm -hmm. We know who the dirtbags are. These people are doing it for survival. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree with you on that. It's one. all about survival. Nancy Pelosi's survivor. Chuck Schumer, it's all about survival. Right, right. Fauci, it's all about survival. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. they've done some, you know, things that can get them, you know, serious. Exactly. Well, well, okay, I heard that, like, with Trump's, like, when they, I think it was Glenn Beck talking about it, where they, you know, went into his house in Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago, mm -hmm. yeah. Mar -a -Lago. Oh, yeah. He was talking about did he have, like, some kind of lawsuit he was trying to do against Hillary Clinton or something like that? Because he was talking about a timeline. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember, but... Yeah, I, I remember something about, that affects as well. Like survival with her as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have, did you see when when uh, Dave Chappelle was talking about... He was on Saturday Night oh, Live. Saturday Night Live. I didn't see yeah. it, but uh, well, it was killer. He was, you long know, long he long. was saying some stuff about Kanye. You know, Kanye mm -hmm. shouldn't have said this and that. <laughs> and people were saying, oh, that was so funny. Oh, it was so funny. I didn't. I didn't think it was funny because I don't just listen to parts that makes me laugh. It's mm -hmm. the other part that he said I didn't like. Mm -hmm. When he said that, you know, well, you know, they were coming at Donald Trump and said that he was working with the Russians and kind of found out that was true. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was not found. They found out he hadn't. He yeah. was not working with the Russians. It was a Clinton that was working with the Russians. That's, that's what came out. Well, that's yes, the problem is yes. people are going to see that and go, oh, yeah, that's true. Exactly. People do not listen to the whole true. the whole skit. Do you not remember on the, on the, the this is going back to the 2016 uh, presidential election, when, when it was clear that, that then-candidate and then-president-elect Donald Trump had won Florida, right? Mm -hmm. That gave him the decisive margin for victory. Hillary Clinton is quoted as saying she won. No, no, no. Oh, no, you no. mean the last one? That, 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 that um, if he, they have to stop him because if he comes into office, they're all going to hang. Hanging is, hanging is the penalty for treason via our, our Constitution. So right. why would she, and she could say our gooses are cooked, we're dead ducks, any number of expressions, right, that would be recognized. Why on earth, of all the expressions would she choose, that we're all going to hang? We're all going to hang. While the dirtbags are going to hang, the ones that are evil and corrupt. Because, you know, some, eventually, if I was to run to the White House, I'd tell you this. If I were rant president of the United States, my first job would be the country, and then I'm getting rid of everybody. I'm telling my DOJ, mm -hmm. the FBI, mm -hmm. I want you to go back within the statutory limitations, mm -hmm. and you find out what these people done. And then they will hang legally. Yeah. They will hang legally. Joe Biden, Jim Biden, his wife, his son, Nancy Pelosi, Fauci, you oh, would hang. Bill Gates. You may people out there listening. Good thing I'm not on my radio pod, my pod bean podcast, because there's a lot of people listening to me on there. Mm -hmm. Because I would tell you, I would hang you. 
I will hang you. Because the problem is in our country, we're afraid to make examples of dirt bags. That's the key, John. And it was kind of a rhetorical I'm question. That, I might have, but that is the politician yeah. thing. They're always once they get elected, they're always trying to run and just be the popular. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and doing anything but for the people. There are no consequences for their actions. Exactly. As, as a child There's, growing up, I was always taught there were consequences for my actions. If I if yeah. I'm playing in the kitchen and I touch a hot stove, and my mom's told me not to touch a hot stove. Guess what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get burned. Right? And then my mom's gonna whoop my ass. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's happened to me too. So. <laughs> that's the thing is, there's every choice produces a consequence. Exactly, but in, you know, in that's what we need to. But in you know, bizarro world that we're living in now, or being perpetuated, there are no consequences. There isn't. Have consequences and all this other crazy stuff. No, you know. Yeah, there there are no consequences for those who are committing these crimes against. I'm gonna say humanity, mm-hmm. and and definitely against the republic, the, mm-hmm. our constitutional republic. I mm-hmm. do, Here's the thing. Did anyone not notice on uh, the eve of the uh, election, and actually the night before the election as well, the primary, uh, that even on Fox News, they had the word democracy, save our democracy, or something uh, like that. That's the stupidest thing I've seen people do. And yeah, we're it, not a democracy. No, we're, we're not. We're, 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 we're a republic. constitutional republic, but, but there is intention. I mean... The Constitution even states, you know, very specifically that we're, the federal government is to maintain a reform of Republican government. Yep. Yes. But there is intention because there's subliminal messages that are committed, submitted. Uh, if you see the word democracy long enough on these trusted sources of information, you're going to start believing that Propaganda. the United States is a democracy, not a constitutional republic. And you hear it repeated time and time again from the mouth of elected officials Democracy. I'm like going, yeah, let burn the damn democracy. I don't care about it because it's not yeah, ours. Yeah, we, we, we exactly. Have a, we have a constitutional republic. Exactly. It's just like people saying, just like people saying that you know, abortions is a right. <laughs> it is not a right, you dumbasses. It's not a right. No. Now, what in your world it might be a right, but in constant for the constitution. It's not delegated in the Constitution mm-hmm. that abortions is a right. That's the reason why the Supreme got, Court got rid of it. And the judges, the bench in 1973, were just making laws when mm-hmm. they shouldn't have been doing that. Mm-hmm. So this is why it was rescinded. Unfortunately, it took too damn long. It took as long as it did. What, 50 years yeah. to get rid of it? But, you know, we did. How many lives? I mean, in it, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, right? Those are key parts of what we're supposed to be entitled to as citizens of this constitutional republic and life was deprived of the innocent mm-hmm. in the womb uh, liberty was deprived of the innocent in the womb and, 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 and infants in the womb and the pursuit of happiness I mean that they went against those tenets that are essential to this nation being exceptional in all the world you know you know I don't say I don't say that we are scholars to history, mm-hmm. but we are scholars to our own lives. Right. We all know what's gone and what's, how our lives have been, how we lived our lives. Mm-hmm. And we know what we've learned from history. Oh, yeah. See, and there's a lot of people who don't know much about history, have not learned history, and choose to believe somebody else's history. I often hear this, often, this phrase, who, the white man's history? Then tell me your history. <laughs> tell me your history then. Tell me your history, and then you get nothing from them. Tell me your history. Don't tell me the history of Utah. Mm-hmm. Tell me the history since the inception of this country. The founders, founders settled this country. Tell me that history. Mm-hmm. 
They don't tell you that. It's always either a white version or a black version or a slave version. I want to know the version of history. Mm -hmm. And so we're never going to we're not going to get anywhere anytime soon because people are so one sided in their thinking and they think we as conservatives are evil or evil or conspiracy Conspiracy theories. But I tell you this, a lot of things we said in 2020 happened in 2022. Chickens come home to roost, as they say. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying Mm -hmm. I'm not a psychic or anything, (laughs) but I can read the writing on the wall. And a lot of it came true. Yes. A lot of it came true. It wasn't hard to see. It's not hard to see. If you open your eyes, right? If you don't drink that Kool-Aid, you can see what's going on. Yeah, seriously, right? Just look at the progression of how this country has gone. Look, I'm going to narrow it down for a few people, then we're going to get off this damn podcast. (laughs) There's a 2016 to 2020, most Americans had a great four years. Yes. Most Americans had a fantastic four years, even more so than previous 2016. Yes. 2020, some dirtbag takes over. Mm Mm-hmm. In the first day he takes office in 2020, January 20th, he did almost 35 executive orders one within the first. The Keystone Pipeline. Yep. Yeah, right there. Bypassing 9,000 leases in the United States. And guess what? That triggered people. Fuel to go up. January 2020 gasoline was $22.25 a gallon. Didn't take a rocket science. And then it went through the damn roof. Just start with that. Well, and isn't it funny? Because, like, what, in the last month he's come out and when I took office, fuel was high over $5 a gallon. Now it's below. I'm like, dude, you have to be nuts to believe that, you know? But people are nuts. They I do know. believe that, Reese. That's the crazy I part. Yeah. There the are people that believe that crap. Back to drinking the Kool-Aid, right? The fear Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. And all the other forms of Kool-Aid. I used to love grape Kool-Aid personally, you know, as a kid. And uh, I don't know, yeah. it's not so much cherry, but you know what I'm saying? Go yeah, ahead. oh yeah. Cherry grape is, grape is, yeah. <laughs> but but, but it's, it's amazing to me how we keep, as the trees keep voting for the axe. That's cleanly sharpened, clearly sharpened to a fine point where it just can whoop, take out the trees in one fell swoop, you know? Yeah. It, 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 I, I, just, I, just, I just don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's because I grew up in the country, you know, mm-hmm. simple setting, you know, I mean, I, maybe my... I'm overly simplistic in my thought process, you know, but I, I see I see something that is a, truly a threat, um, not to the democracy, but to our constitutional republic, and that's something I can't abide. It it, it really something is stirred up in me so intensely that it it, it it is disturbs me that why can't our fellow Americans detect what's going on right now? I can tell you. Precisely why. Because those who vote against what we believe as conservatives believe that when they vote, the way they vote, it's going to hurt just the conservatives. Mm-hmm. They're so, they're so narrow-minded, they don't realize we live on the same umbrella. <laughs> when you pay gas, they think that the Republicans are going to pay more gas. No, you dumbasses. You're going to pay the same price. Exactly. <laughs> There's no such thing as blue bread and red bread. Well, yeah, it's just how, bread. California, man. You're paying out the nose for gas. Exactly. Doesn't no matter who you are. And, they, and people don't, they don't use their brain and realize this. You know, when they create a law, it affects all of us. There's no yes. such thing as a red law and a blue law. Yeah. They don't think about this stuff. They don't think about the people that are in power, and they truly don't ever think about this. All crooks aren't in prison. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why we have prisons and politicians who are corrupt and dirtbags go to prison just like anybody else when they're caught by the right people. Yes. That's the key. When they're caught by the, by the right, right people. Exactly. That's when they go to jail. But until then, they'll keep doing what they're doing because there's no consequences. There's no consequences. I mean, look, when you all are cheating, it, look, when the fox had the keys to the hen house, mm-hmm. the fox is going to keep on doing now. what Come he's on. doing. Preach, brother. Preach. He's going to keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> Ain't nobody. That, the hound is not there. If the That's hound exactly is acting right. I watched enough Looney Tunes to know the truth here about it. That exactly. life really works, people. If the fox got the key to the hen house, there's not a damn person going to bother the fox. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. And so this is where we are in our country. And, you know, the next two years are going to be telling for the Republican Party. Absolutely. It's going to be telling for conservatives. Cross your finger. You, you, you would hope, you really would hope that, you know, the Republicans in the House do what they're supposed to do. Enough way where fear the people in the Senate. Mm-hmm. those Democrats and say, listen, those damn Republicans are not messing around in the House because Chuck Schumer just got summoned, subpoenaed to the hearings. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they have subpoena power. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so start subpoenaing some of them Democrats. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. heat on them. Yeah. And the Republicans, put heat on them. Oh, yes. Yeah, if they're absolutely. smart, they would, that's what I would do. Yeah, I'd love to see Mitt Romney get held. I mean, because fortunately <laughs> Please I voted get him for him. <laughs> Please get him in front of me. Wait a minute. What, you said what? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you voted for him. I did. <laughs> and I was immediately disappointed. Well, so. guys, listen. I got to end this night. It's been yes. a fantastic night. I had a great time. Thanks, John. You it's know, wonderful. I like open conversations. And, yes, I swear every once in a while because I get pissed and heated. And I just say, they can't censor me anyway. It's not Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Facebook. But speaking of Facebook, I want to see what 230 does, Section mm. 230. Mm. The Republicans better do their damn job. Yeah. They yeah. better do their, do their damn jobs. And in our state... Don't think you're going to get away with everything either. Mm-mm. Do Mm-mm. not think you will get away with everything because you know what? There's enough of us that are getting confidence in our state. Mm-hmm. We're getting the confidence to fight back and yes. call you out. Yeah. Don't ever let me run. I promise you. Life will be different in Utah. I promise that's on my children because I'm so sick of cr- corrupt cops. I have no problem with a corrupt criminal, a mm-hmm. criminal on the street. Right. Yeah. I have no problem with him because I have no respect for him right. as a criminal. Right. But when you're a politician, we send you there because we respect you, and then you straight screw us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big problem. you've got a price to pay. Oh, and yeah. the, the yeah. thing is, we've got to figure out how to make them pay the price because they figure we are the legislators. They like are they view themselves as the leaders, not as the representatives. Exactly, they view themselves as leaders when they're public servants. Yeah, they, 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 they have an over. What's the term? They have an over. Uh, they see themselves too highly. They take themselves too elitist. highly. Elitist, yeah. But they work for us. They work for us. I mean, city street sweeper back in the twenties and thirties. You know, mm-hmm. that that guy or woman paid worked hard, right? And they were respected for what they did. There, there. We have people who are sitting in these. I don't call them positions, seats of power. I call them seats of influence mm-hmm. because they can be bought and sold. And like nothing all, but, but, um, but they have an overinflated sense of self, and with that, um, they think themselves leaders, which they're not. They're public servants. They're public servants. They serve we the people. Constituents, yeah, yeah. They're constituents, and so mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta be more informed. I want to see more of that. 
and more engaged in calling them out on their BS. Mm-hmm. Reese, any final thoughts? Do you want to share with the people? Take an active role in their government, you know, learn their government, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, those are my, I mean, that's what frustrates me is just that so many people feel helpless, but they're really not. It just, exactly. It's called being involved. Yeah. Yeah. Even by small means, it's like, um, uh, the story about uh, what's her name, Martha O'Hare, the one that got got out of schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was one woman way back when. I mean, one woman, she did it, and so that's where you know it goes to show one person can make a difference and and uh, stop feeling. People need to stop feeling so helpless and yeah. just start being active in any little yeah. bit they can. You know, and for me, in closing, I would say, you know, we have to realize that we are the most powerful organization in our country that's we the people yeah mm-hmm. there is no other organization more power than we the people yeah. but we the people need to realize we need to act like we the people not as individuals it's like the shareholders the board of you know board of directors mm-hmm. we're the board of directors and we yeah. have you know and exactly and we can fire you and this is the reason why the the, fire, the founders fire, fire, fire. sorry and that's why the founders made congress two years yeah. So yeah. they wouldn't stay in power and try to cause a trend in the country that would make the people subject to their rule. Mm-hmm. So we always can participate in our laws in our country. But the problem is we don't all participate. No. Yes, we got career politicians that have been there for 40-plus years. Yeah. Okay, so I want to say something when it comes to the next election. When a politician tells you he wants to get rid of term limits, he's a freaking liar. Yeah. He's a freaking liar. They've been saying that for 50 years now, and nobody gets out first term, second term. Nope. Jason Chaffetz, I think he did three terms, got out. Shit, he went and made a bunch of money. He worked for CNN. He wrote a book. Now he's running. I hear he's coming back running for the Senate seat, Romney Senate oh, yeah. seat. Oh, that's is? what I heard. Oh, that's wow. what I've heard, Nate. That's what I heard. So mm. as a, that's not a conspiracy theory. That means that's just what I heard. I've heard that as well. And I heard just the other day Glenn Beck talking in an interview with Mike Lee suggesting that uh, Attorney Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes. I'd vote for him. Uh, yeah, I would. I would vote for Sean too. Definitely I like vote Sean. for Sean. Yeah. I mean, I know Sean's Sean. Got, I do. I know Sean too. And there's a lot of people that don't like Sean. Mm-hmm. Damn, we're supposed to be ending this show five minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you know. So my bad. Yeah, but that's what happens when you have a good conversation. <laughs> you know. But I heard he's running too. But there's a lot of people don't like Sean. I will say I would endorse Sean. Mm-hmm. I like Sean. I can call Sean, talk to Sean, and you know when we see events, we sit and t- talk like homeboys. Mm-hmm. I like Sean Reyes. <laughs> I really do. And I also like Melissa Holyoaks. Mm-hmm. I hope she becomes Attorney General if Sean decides to run. Mm-hmm. She's another class act. You know, I enjoy. I I like those people. But once again, I'm going to get the hell off this pod. We're going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say. You know, guys, I appreciate you being here again. We're closing our week. Um, come look me up on the modernconservativepodcast.com. Also, remember, December 10th, we are having an event at the Woods Cross High School. This community event is for children. There will be no politics. And uh, you will have influencers there. We will have legislators there, state and federal, at this event. Uh, I'm actually going to do a karaoke song because I lost a bet. You should get him. He's good. He's already been drafted. (laughs) He's already been drafted. So so. (laughs) we will be doing a song together or apart, but 
come enjoy. We're it's about fun and yeah. helping out families and children. So once again, I appreciate you guys being here. For myself, Reese, Daryl, thank you for joining us on the Modern Conservative Podcast. Join us on the ModernConservativePodcast.com and listen to all the outtakes and all the other uh, podcasts. You guys have a great weekend. Take care. Love you all. Good night, America. Good night. Good night.